You're now tuned in to another opinionated episode of The Second Opinion Podcast. Covering every topic in the world of gaming that we can think of. Gaming is our passion, and podcasting is our profession. Celeb and Bolt's podcasting since 2011. The Second Opinion Podcast starts now. Merry Christmas? What, what? made you... Oh, was it just because it was sweater it's weather? It's a sweater and there's no power at the house, so <laughs> with it being 60 degrees... You're like, it's fucking Christmas it's today. Like, Merry Christmas, bitches. <laughs> You got two deers point. humping on the front. I of it. do, Ma- making making love by the by the fire. I'm gonna go ahead and apologize now for what? What are we? Because I'm gonna be yawning a lot on this podcast, and it's because of this weather, dude. Like it's it just makes my makes me makes like, you jury, bro. It makes me want to like turn the heater all the way up and then just curl up just in seven like, blankets, <laughs> <laughs> wake up in a cold sweat, not realizing that I'm like on death's bed. <laughs> I'm like, I feel so good. You start convulsing. Dare's like, are you okay? I'm like, just leave me be. Just let me go. Just let me pass. I feel good enough right now. She's like, no, keep convulsing. Let me jump on. I'm like, I'm like, ah. sick boy. I see the light. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) Oh my God. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 234 of the Second of Any Podcast oh, so is funny. here. <laughs> is it? What? Wait, wait, wait. What episode is it? Dude, no, we're in 300s. We're 344. What did bro. I say? 234. Oh, th- 344. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Whatever. that shit cross-eyed. Episode <laughs> 344 of the Second Opinion Podcast <laughs> is now here. And, uh... You know who it is. Celeb and Bolts. Caleb and Bolts here. Um, We do appreciate the listeners. We do appreciate... uh, I had some comments the other day um, (laughs) on the Anchor account. uh, Some messages and stuff saying that they're glad that the podcast is back. Um, uh, You're welcome. As per always, I got to give a shout out to Mark. Big shout out to Mark, one of our big listeners. Have Um, I met Mark? No. Okay. I've never even met Mark in person, but oh, really? he has since we started Second Opinion in in 2011. He yeah. has always been like that's awesome. Yeah, he's always been there, man. So big shout outs to Mark. Keep but, it going, um, Mark. We are back. Like I said, <clears throat> things have been crazy. We do plan on setting up a lot of content in the future, including interviews, bringing back our head to head segment, <clears throat> as well. As having um, uh, many different co-hosts rejoin the show here and there, um, I am planning on a reunion show um, sometime in the future. It'll be an extra episode, and I'm going to have uh, some of the previous hosts or previous co-hosts from mm-hmm. the show, Skelly and Toaster McGee. Uh, We'll be back in that episode, and we're going to talk about some of the craziest moments of Second Opinion, and we're going to talk about gaming and so on and so forth. Um, We've been talking about um, doing it for a while. I know Toaster is always just chomping at the bit to do a podcast, 
So, um, Toaster, I have been thinking about it. I'm trying to figure out a good date. Don't think uh, Dante took your rubber band off. It's no, right. it's cool. I was seeing what was going. It was like way hanging down low. And I was like, man, that's like where my mouth is. Oh, that's cool. right I'll there. deal with it later. Okay. Um, its pop filter was hanging hanging down into his face. Um, but anyways, so uh, yeah, so we got some really cool stuff planned for the future. But uh, it's the it's time to. Uh, say welcome once again. So bolts, man. What what's been going on with you? What's what's been up, man? This is Texas, bro. Um, and this and is Texas, man. <laughs> going on for the, about the third, fourth year in a row, we get a winter storm, and Texas doesn't know how to handle it, and it still amazes me each time it's, it happens. It's honestly shocking. <laughs> um, now I will tell you, I had a very bad thing happen. What'd you do uh, with this when when it oh. froze over the other night? Yeah. Well, um, surprisingly enough, we haven't had anything crazy. Our pipes right. haven't busted. Right. We, no. we lost power for literally like three minutes, not even three minutes, maybe two minutes. It went off last night while I was trying to do the dead space stream. Yeah. And then it popped back on with no problem. We haven't lost internet, which uh, that's what I was trying to explain to Dara. Dara's like, yeah, but it's got to connect somewhere. I said, baby, fiber runs under the ground. Yes, it does. Okay. It, it runs under the ground and it goes to a different location. Yeah, but somewhere it comes out of the ground. I'm like, I know that. It comes into a there, box. <laughs> there is a bigger possibility, much larger possibility of you not losing internet with fiber. Yes, it. Um, I said, but that being said, everything has been fantastic. But the first night of the really big freeze here, I went to work and everything was fine. We got this really awesome new gazebo on the back porch. Um, I got a really great discount for it. Um, uh, we got it finally up, and I think uh, probably a week and a half, two weeks ago, right before the freeze happened, I went out there and the kids were playing in the backyard, and I zipped it all up and opened it all up and stuff. And I was like, man, this thing is awesome, bro. Like, I can't wait to. You know, I'm going to put the rest of this grill together right. and come out here and cook and stuff. I was at work and Dara called me and she was like, you're going to be mad. And I said, why? She said, well, I heard something in the backyard. Oh, no. Bro, a tree limb the size. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, bro. A tree limb the size of a meteorite <laughs> broke off the very top of our tree in our backyard and perfectly landed right in the center of the gazebo and completely crushed it. damn bro completely it's still just crushed in the backyard yeah. it's just sadness whenever i like look out the back window i'm like <laughs> i gotta go up back there and clean that up soon you know damn like, bro completely crushed it oh i'm so sorry dude. oh man i was so mad i was just like are you serious? She was like, yeah, I'll send you a picture of it. And then she sent me a picture, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. The tree limb couldn't have broken off and fallen on my fucking bitch-ass neighbor's you know, wooden fence over here or something yeah. like that. Like, oh, my God, man. Right on top of my gazebo. I was like, oh, it is what it is. I, I mean, at least I got it for a good discount because I think originally it was like 600 bucks. Yeah. So if I would have paid six hundred dollars for that oh, shit, yeah. and then it would have happened, I would have been way. Try to put that bitch back in a box and take it back. Be like, right. oh, oh, hey, I opened it up and it was bent. <laughs> it's like it's like the, the, the whole the Thomas. tree limb and shit is sticking out of the box. <laughs> That's like, a tree limb, sir. I'm like that. It, it's actually it's part of the decor. Decor. <laughs> It's outside decor, so it's like that whole scene of Tommy Boy. Like, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I just I was so just saddened 
and disappointed, man. I was just like, oh, man. But, you know, at least we hadn't had anything crazy happen. That's true, too. You know, so I really shouldn't complain. Um, but yeah, I mean, me, you know, I, I've got really confused at work. They posted up all these posters and shit. And they were like pre Super Bowl party, this, you know, fourth and the fifth and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the Super Bowl isn't this weekend. It's not this coming weekend. No, it's next weekend. It's next weekend. This is Pro Bowl week. So I'm like, why are, why are they doing a Super Bowl party this weekend? Like, it makes no sense. But I got just confused. I was like, damn, is it already the fucking Super Bowl? <laughs> nope. Shout outs to Tom Brady, officially retiring. Oh, thank God. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. The man can still throw the ball, but that bitch cannot move around the pocket for the save his life. He can't. And if something even remotely gets on it, gets close to him, he gets happy feet and he just throws the ball. Now, I will say this. He obviously, he can boast his Super Bowl championship rings compared to other quarterbacks, but he did really start to get to the point of reminding me of like Brett Favre. Brett Favre had the arm of a God. Okay. Strongest arm. Uh, uh, like one of the best quarterbacks of all time mm-hmm. had a really great arm. Could not move out of the park. Another quarterback that had a great arm. And that was a, an amazing quarterback. Troy Aitman. Great, great arm. Could not move out of that damn pocket to save his life. And I hate saying it, but the way that the NFL and stuff has evolved over the years, be able to move. I have said it time and time again. That is why you see all of these organizations just constantly changing their entire offense based around their quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Every quarterback now, the days of the quarterbacks just standing back in the pocket, it's done and over with, bro. You got defensive linemen that are running faster than you are. Mm-hmm. Just barreling through the offensive line to get back there too. You have to have a mobile quarterback in today's NFL, no question. And 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 when I say mobile quarterback, you ain't gonna have like a Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson. No, but but like Josh Allen and yeah. and Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers when he was younger. Yeah, those type of mobile quarterbacks has got to be. A, you've got to be able to move outside the pocket. Patrick yeah. Mahomes or something like that. Yeah. Who can stand there and make the throw in the pocket? But if they got to, they got it, they can escape. And that's yeah. What, you that's don't have you, to have a quarterback that runs a four flat no, in the forty. No. You know, just a quarterback but that you can have literally to be move. Escape. Be able to that escape. can move. That doesn't have rocks for kneecaps. Oh, you know. Um, but anyways, uh, enough about football. Um, uh, that just reminded me of me doing that. It reminded me of the mom off of, of uh, <laughs> Mad TV. Oh. Stewart! Stewart! Um, anyway, so games we've been digging um bolts what 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 games you've been playing recently man what's something that's just a game that well up up until about 6 p.m last night (laughs) um age of empires finally finally has come to console and i've been playing that pretty pretty solidly since it since was it yesterday yeah yeah since yesterday morning when or whenever whenever it first dropped yeah when it first dropped that's I, i i've just been playing it like crazy yeah um of course, you know I, I swing back and forth between you know Call of Duty and um, Red Dead, which uh, I'm trying to get through it, bro. You got to, you got to get I'm past going. that main. I'm part. going, but I will tell you this: the characters in the and Red Dead on three uh, on the Red Dead one, mm-hmm. um, I actually enjoy. Yeah, um, great. Seth, the grave robber. Oh, bro! You know he's fucking trippy as hell. Yeah, you know. 
So, and then whenever you start, the cool thing <clears throat> is on Red Dead One, Two, like what made me realize how big and expansive of a game it was is the side quest, bro. Like there, like there's all kinds of side quests. There's even side quests like uh, UFO side quests. There's this crazy side quest where you like have a the sit down like talk with Sasquatch and shit. I mean, it, <laughs> it's nuts, man. Yeah. But it is a it is a very expansive game for yeah. the time it came but, out. But like I said, I, I like the characters in Red Dead almost a little bit better than I do in the in, in Red Dead Two. Um, they have a little bit more personality in um, in Red Dead One than Red yeah. Dead Two. Um, but I am I I'm chugging through that ever so often. I'll, I'll get on to play about thirty minutes, forty five minutes, and then I'll I'll switch off to something else because that's about as much as I can withstand. Yeah. Um. Uh. And that I mean that's really it. I I don't have anything on mobile that I'm, I've been digging because I just there's nothing out there that really catches my eye. Um. Yeah. So I mean it's 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 pretty much Age of Empires. Um. Uh. And that's pretty much it, man. Since, okay. since Age of Empires hit, that's that's been my focus for the past day. Well, you know me, I've been playing Dead Space, um, doing part six of my live stream tonight. About ten thirty. No, I'm gonna try to do it nine thirty, man. I wanna I wanna do it like nine or nine thirty. Our goal now is to get the kids in bed at eight. That's that's the way it needs to be. So, <clears throat> asses to bed. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, man. Um, I've been playing Dead Space. I'm loving it. The remake looks so so good. It's even it looks even so good, and the remake has been done so well that Glenn Schofield himself actually came out and applauded EA Motive and said, "You know, y'all did it right." Well, you that's know? good. EA yeah. needed a win. They did. I'm just saying. <laughs> they did. <laughs> now Go this EA. is the thing. Hopefully, um, with the I mean, it's been a huge success. With the with uh, the Dead Space remake, it's been a really really huge success, um, and hopefully this means that we're gonna get a Dead Space Two remake. I'm totally down to play it. Dead Space Two was Dead Space One was fantastic, but Dead Space Two it just took it to the next level. There's the whole scene to where um, Isaac is strapped into the table, and you know the machine is trying to uh, you know. Um, uh, find his pupil and it's almost about to stab his eye and all yeah. that. The dude turns into a necromorph like right there in front of you at one point in time too. And like, it was just a horrifying game. Now I really hope that if they do a dead space remake too, they leave it there. They don't do dead space three remake. Cause dead space three or three was in my opinion, an awful, awful experience compared to the other two games. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why I feel Callisto protocol was not as, 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 as exciting as dead space is because it was, it was just on this planet. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when on dead space, dead space three took, took place on a frozen planet. There was multiple times that like throughout the game, you're fighting against like humans, you know, there you're fighting against these um uh the the marker um fanatics and right. stuff like that yeah. you're fighting yeah. against them and all that like bro it like it took you off on this like instead of it being a horror game it felt just like an action title you know what i'm saying every once in a while you see some crazy shit you know but that's what that's i think that's where callisto protocol um got me though too is because like yes you saw these monsters and i have to say like the graphics in Callisto protocol are awesome. fucking 
Awesome. Amazing. Awesome. Amazing graphics. <clears throat> but it's just you're just in like this planetary section yeah. and you know it just i don't know man it just to me well, i can't even get past the fucking elevator scene without the shit crashing on yeah me, so. yeah and see with me it was it was it was a really hard game i mean really hard dead space Daddy. hey i'm in the middle of a podcast I, if you don't remember yeah if you don't remember daddy said when i'm doing the podcast you're not yeah, to come back here Okay, well, once I'm done with the podcast, you can get it. Amara is now Go giving Go on. Bolts a hug. Don't come back here, okay? Hey, shut the door. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. I thought that was Dara at first. I was right. like, I know she knows I'm podcasting. Um, but yeah, so like Dead Space 3, it was just planetary. And it took the whole, like, I'm in space. I don't have a lot of fucking options. Right. I got all this crazy shit going on around me. That's one of the biggest things that really captures, like, the essence of the original feeling of, like, Dead Space 1. You're lost in space, bro. You're, yeah, bro. You're there. Yeah. So, like, with the remake, there's so, like, it's so much more expansive with the new technology and graphics and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. Instead of it be feeling really closed off, like, when you played it the first time, when it first came out, you're like, oh, shit, this is great. But, like, there's been multiple times that I've played Dead Space 1, which came out in 2008. Right. Uh, since it released, and I'm like, man, it, it really does feel, like, really closed and all this. Now, with this remake, bro, like, uh, you're on the edge of your seat constantly, man. And, and, and it's because of the new audio system. It's because of the added features. And I have to say, they've done a great, great job at adding in context to the game because originally you know isaac just didn't talk and at first when they were like oh yeah he's going to be voiced by the original voice actor right. of isaac um and uh you know it's there's going to be more context in the game so you can understand things better at first i was like nah i don't like that because isaac you know he kind of had this doom slayer kind of feel to him yeah like, you know he he didn't talk he just ever once like the only time you ever heard him talk in the first game is when you stomp the fuck out of a out of a necromorph and he's like fucking shit bitch you know <laughs> but that's it but with this one they <clears throat> captured everything that was great about the second one and moved it into the first one cuz not only i mean they captured the voice actor's face and instead of the voice actor looking completely different than the actual character that's like this one is sculpted around the actual voice actor. Um, so they wanted, I guess they gave him a big shout out for, for that. But then you have these moments that Isaac is finding, you know, information about the markers, information about the secret society, information about, you know, this and that. And he's really sharing his emotion and sharing how he's feeling. I still feel like they should have kept the original actor for Hammond mm -hmm. um, because I, I talked about this in one of the live streams. The actor that is playing Hammond in this have the same exact emotional connection to the character that the original actor did. The original actor that played Zach Hammond was Peter Mensha, which is a, a he's a world-renowned actor. Um, I mean, he hasn't always been in the biggest like movies and stuff like that. But I mean, he was in Spartacus. He was in Avatar. Uh, he was in 300. He was the messenger in 300. The guy that was like, well, this is madness. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he he's been in all different types of stuff. He was also he took you know he took a pretty big role in Three Hundred Rise of an uh, Rise of whatever um, Rise of an Empire. Yes, yeah. Um, which a lot of people hated, but I loved that movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, he also was in Tears of the Sun yes. and all kinds of stuff. Yes. So he's a great, great actor. Okay. <clears throat> His acting in the in the game as Zach Hammond, every time he popped up on that little, you know, uh, hologram screen and stuff like that, he was just like he was like, Isaac, you know, where are you? What what the hell is going on? You know, blah, 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 blah. And this is no hate towards the actor that plays Zach Hammond now, but his name is Anthony uh, Albee, and he has been in um, he's been in a couple of things. Uh, he's in Family Reunion, Shameless, uh, Blackish, um, you know, uh, NCIS, all different types of stuff. Yeah. Uh, he was also a voice actor for the uh, for Apex Legends. Uh, Fright Night uh, for Guilty Gear Strive, and he just—I don't know. To me, he just doesn't—he does not sell the Zachary Hammond experience to me. So I know that sounds so stupid, but <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. I think it's just because the bar was set this right. high with Peter Mencia, and then it slowly dropped down. Um, with Anthony Alba because it just, to me, that character is not reacting the same exact way um, to these really big moments. I mean, you got fucking people that are coming back from the dead and their bones are turning into fucking objects and shit and they're using them as... And oh, he's just like, what's going uh, on, man? What's, what's, what's happening? What's that around the corner? Yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, I, that's such a small, stupid criticism. And uh, like I said, I mean, no hate towards the actor at all, but... You know, P- Peter Minchus, Peter Minchus. So, anyways, um, also what I've been playing to, I've been playing, um, I've been playing back through Dying Light. Uh, I've been playing uh, Battlefield, Call of Duty, and uh, the newest game uh, that I just reviewed was Hi-Fi Rush. I gave it right. a five out of five. Great game. So, big shout out to Bethesda uh, and uh, Tango GameWorks for letting me review that game. And now I am reviewing SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> SpongeBob the Cosmic <laughs> Shake or Quake or whatever something. It uh it's a fun platformer game. Yeah. It's hilarious. There's been a lot of moments to where that I've just been playing the game and you know Patrick will say some crazy thing like I was telling Bolts earlier just playing through the game, running, uh killing these, you know, jelly thieves and uh um Patrick was like, oh, "SpongeBob, I see the light." Take me to it. And then, like, as you were going, he was like, wait, wait, wait. Don't take me to it. I'm not ready. You know, so <laughs> just funny, hilarious little moments like that. Um, the game is really, really fun. Uh, and I definitely am excited to share more on the game. It did come out on the 31st. Uh, so I've been playing it for a couple of days now. But my review will be up very soon. So check out Centileaks.com for my review um, but outside of that, video games coming soon. Uh, February is going to be a big month for video games. We got Deliver Us uh, Mars, which is coming out uh, to PS4, PS5, Windows, PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, February 2nd, which is today. So if you are down to play it, 
Jump on it. I would I would have downloaded it today, but fucking got no power. No power. Ain't got no power. Ain't no power. I see, baby. I see. I'll see you here in just a minute, okay? Stop coming back here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hogwarts Legacy. PlayStation 5, uh, Windows PC, Xbox Series X. Coming out February 10th. <laughs> Amara. I love her to death, bro. She walked up with a... What was it in her hand? It was, it was like, like an owl or some uh, shit. She's know. like, I just wanted to show you what I have. Okay, cool. Oh, she's in there crying now. Oh, it should be all right. It should be fine. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. We laugh at the child's I wanted- pain <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to show up my doll And Dara's probably in there saying Well I told you not to go back there didn't I Right Let's use common sense Oh my goodness um, So Hogwarts Legacy is coming out It's the most open world uh, Harry Potter uh, universe game um, Of all time So uh, that's coming out Tomb Raider Reloaded is coming out as well, which is supposed to be a roguelike game that is coming to mobile. It's coming to Android and iOS February 14th. Um, what is this? Uh, Threat Rhythm yeah. Final Bar Line? Yeah, it sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's coming out on Nintendo Switch uh, and PlayStation 4 February it's like, 16th. Um, it's like a Dance Dance Revolution, but I think it's you... It's a rhythm game? Yeah, it's a rhythm game. You, you got to fight enemies, and then you get the rhythm. You know, up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right. You know, I'm going to say Metal Hellsinger started this trend. Yes. Um, I will say Tango Gameworks did a great job with this trend. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like this might be a bad trend. Yeah, this is going to end up. Yeah, it's (laughs) um, a rhythm gameplay that is focused here. Um, You also may form your own musical party with recruitable characters um, hailing for a variety of Final Fantasy tales. Uh, two players can c- complete stages together. So basically, your Final Fantasy characters facing off against Final Fantasy enemies, and the only way you can perform combos and hit combos is by the correct beat and rhythm, usually probably with your D-pad. <laughs> Ain't got time for that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Hearts is coming out. Uh, Bolts, you got some information on um, that? Um, that is going to be EA and KO to, uh, Tacomi. <laughs> Tacoma. Uh, Tecmo, uh, <laughs> Omega Force. Um, and basically it's, it's, it's a contender for, uh, Monster Hunter, for Capcom's yeah. Monster Hunter franchise. Yeah. Um, basically you're, uh, it, it looks like a feudal Japan character facing off against a Bunch big of ass monsters. rock lava creature so it does look really good yeah well yeah yeah the gameplay they've shown so far so, and stuff like that looks fantastic so if, if you any idea it's going to take on the same the same kind of gameplay same kind of tale as what monster hunter is probably be so. like a, a monster hunter style game but also have like some uh, um dark soul-esque type of feel to it so you would hope and the game that me and bolts have been waiting so long to play atomic heart finally launches for PS4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X February 21st. (sighs) I cannot wait to play this game, and I really hope, as Bolt said earlier, I hope it's not going to be a disappointment. Um, Uh And I agree. And and the great thing about this game is, you know, usually, uh, you know, games throughout the time of its being made and through everything you hear about this and you hear about, you don't hear much about this game. No. You know, it's it's been like, hey, it's going to come out this day. Hey, here's a trailer. Okay, we'll see when it comes out. Here's some gameplay. Exactly. So, hope you like <clears> it. 
it's not it's not too revealing so it's definitely leaving a lot of secrets and intriguing intriguing this about what's going to happen and everything else of course it's it's a post-apocalyptic world um as far as why the you know uh dealing with like um soviet style basically mm-hmm. um so i'm really you're really i'm excited it's gonna have a bioshock i'm feel really to you're it, 100%, really 100 you know i'm We're just all saying. really yeah um and 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 just a small gameplay that we've seen here and there i mean the 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 it looks wicked. It, it does. The the animal train the 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 uh what am I trying to say? What's that word? Animatron. Animatron. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of that feel along with the enemies is what you're getting in there. So I just I can't I can't wait, man. I just I seriously can't wait. Okay, so this is um mm-hmm. this is my thing. It, uh like a dragon in Yuasha. Is coming out and it's coming out February twenty first. PS four, PS five, uh, Windows PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. So, is this like a prequel to the Yakuza series? Like, I, I know it is. You know, they're they're calling the Yakuza series now. They're calling it like a dragon, right? Um, and I think it is a. I don't know if it's, I, it, it's a prequel it's, it's, or. It, in some cases, it's gotta it's gotta be because who you know because uh, the main character resembles a yakuza um, protagonist, um, oh. Kazumi Kiri. Yeah. Um, but of course, this takes back in in Japan's um, Edo period, back in the eighteen sixties. So it, it's it's I, I think it is a prequel. Of course, it's it also goes in line with the um, the uh, the remake of the the Ru the Ruga Katuku. I can't. I hope that says it says it right here. Hang on. Like a Dragon in Yuasha isn't a prequel or a sequel to the main series Yakuza games. For those who aren't familiar, it is a spinoff game set in the 1860s. Imagine it's an alternative universe where Yakuza protagonist uh, Kazuma Kiri and several of other familiar faces were born in a different era. Okay. So that. Alternate universe. Yeah, that looks pretty great. And the gameplay and everything looks fantastic. I mean, you know, anytime these games come out, I'm always very intrigued by them. Now, I will tell you this, and this might be um, blasphemous to say this. I have never once played a Yakuza game. Neither have I. Um, They've always been, uh, they've always looked very interesting to me. Um, But I will say that I do um have uh a interest in this game um the game really looks gorgeous the the gameplay that we've seen so far from sega um looks fantastic and the fact that it is set in like um you know the 1860s and stuff like that it seems like something that i would probably want to play so um I think I am interested. I think they've piqued my interest uh, with this. Um, I don't know about bolts, but it looks fun. It looks like something that's going to be a little different. So I may check it out. I may have to as well. Yeah. Um, it, <clears throat> but of course, I love that. I love that that Japanese time period, anyways. Yeah. You know the the ancient history and, and and feudal Japan, and of course, this is done back in the. Uh, 1860s, so it's definitely getting to that verge of like the industrial revolution and stuff like that. So definitely mm-hmm. to see where it takes off. And I mean, I would still really love for you to eventually play 
Ghost of Ghost of I, Tsushima. You're preaching to the choir, brother. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Um, anyway, so when we come back from this quick brief ad, um, we are going to talk about Dying Light 2, Platinum Games, and also have our first kind of head-to-head uh, between Call of Duty and Battlefield. We'll be, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> we be back. You know, most of the times in these self-made ads that I've been starting to do on the podcast, I, I usually talk about Popple. Every once in a while, you'll hear me on videos and stuff talk about Dubby, but I've really never gone into why I like Dubby as much as I do. Um, I've always been addicted to energy drinks uh, for quite some time. And with me being overweight, with me having the issues that I have, um, uh, physically, uh, there's been a lot of times that I've constantly looked at some of these energy drinks and been like, is this something that is truly good, good for me? So whenever I would drink, you know, monster or Red Bull or whatever else, um, you know, there's a ton of sugar, there's, uh, you know, fillers, there's artificial coloring or whatever, but I would get the boost that I needed. But then afterwards, man, like I would crash or like, you know, I'd get, I would drink a, a monster or two monsters at work and, like I would have like a weird feeling and, you know, it, it was almost like a spastic type feeling. Um, but then I had the opportunity of becoming a, a partner with Dubby. And when I first tried Dubby, I was, you know, I was hesitant. I'm not going to lie. I was a little hesitant. But after first trying Dubby, I, I was shocked. Um, how different it is, man. I mean, one of the biggest things that, that is pushed with the W brand is that it's jitterless energy drinks, you know, and, and for, uh, for anyone that wants, you know, something that will give you a boost and not have such, uh, the issue that we always usually have whenever we drink energy drinks, W is what to get. There's multiple different flavors. The newest one, um, <laughs> the newest one is, uh, blue raspberry, but it's called Big Energy Tears. And that reason, of course, being is Dubby is taking the war uh, on energy drinks directly to the big energy companies um, and putting them on the spot, man. So we got the Big Energy Tears. We got uh, Dragon Aid, which is like a strawberry lemonade blend. We also have the Dub Sludge. We got Passion Joy Tea. Push and Punch, Beach, and Peach. <laughs> I always don't say that right. Then we got uh, Galaxy Grenade. And one of the newest things as well, we have the Monkey Madness Hydro Hydronation. So W Hydro is a new hydronation formula um, that will really help out a lot of those people that are going into the gym, uh, working out, and wanting to wanting to make sure that they stay hydrated as much as possible. It's uh, it's filled with electrolytes. It's got vitamin C, E, B6, and B12, uh, caffeine-free, no sugar, no artificial flavors, no dyes, no fillers, or BS. So approximately on the cost of this, uh, it's $1 per drink. And that literally, look at all the competition that beats everything out of the water. So buying this, it's usually $34.99 for a tub. Um, but it's only $1 per drink. 
So, I mean, it, it's it's honestly, it's shocking to me that more people are just now getting to the point of understanding what Dubby is all about. Uh, it is a great, great product. My favorite, of course, is the Dub Sludge. Um, that was one of the first ones that I tried, and I was really really blown away by the flavor of it. It didn't have any type of like weird artificial flavoring. It's all the flavoring is natural and artificial, but it didn't have that strong artificial flavoring that you usually get sometimes when using like powdered, uh, you know, either supplements or powdered uh, energy drinks. So the good thing about Dubby is that it, it, it contains the, the patented neurofactor. Okay. So the neurofactor, um, is uh, basically it's energy that is made from the uh, heart of a coffee bean, uh, and it's pure, um, it's actual pure energy. Like it, it's not something that is you know man-made that's going to make you pass out uh, eight hours afterwards and just you know completely crash. So, um, good thing about Dub Sludge as well is that um, it has the, some of the best amino acids added into it. It has vitamins B3, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It's got 150 milligrams of caffeine per serving. Um, it's got no sugar, no artificial colors, no dye, no fillers, all that stuff. And the same exact thing, there's over a total of 30 servings per tube, okay? So you're paying $39.99 for 30 servings. So it literally balances out to where it's literally like, these quote unquote energy drinks that you're drinking are only a dollar a piece compared to big energy that sells, you know, a monster for three to $4 or a Red Bull. that's like five bucks. Not only are you saving money, but you're actually getting an energy drink that is, is not harmful to your system. So definitely make sure to head on over to W.GG. Use our code Second Opinion Pro. Save yourself some money right now. It's 10% off of your order. Um, check out all the great flavors. Like I said, there's all types. If you want to try out more than one at a time, get yourself the Starter Pack and Shaker Cup. Um, it is only $14.99. It comes with a Shaker Cup, and it also comes with two flavors. It comes with Beach and Peachin' and Dragonade. So definitely make sure to check it out. Um, and like I said, man, become part of the W Army. Use our code now, Second Opinion Pro, and save yourself 10% on your order. All right, usually in these ads, I talk about Popple. Um, I will say Popple is still a great product, so definitely make sure to check out popple.co. Use our code Second Opinion Pro to save yourself some money on your order. But this ad was a little different. Dubby is a great natural energy drink. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have been thoroughly surprised how well it works. W is a natural energy drink uh, that uses natural additives to the, the, the uh, formula of W to make you have no jitters. You don't have your crashes. You don't have all this craziness that you usually get from drinking a Monster or a Red Bull. Head on over to W.GG and use the code Second Opinion Pro to save yourself some money on your order now. My favorite Dubby flavor is still the Dub Sludge. It is a green the apple sludge. The Sludge it is a green apple flavor, but there's all different types of flavors now. You can head on over there and get your get your starter kit. 
um, which comes with a shaker and comes with three little small packets. Or you can uh, go out and just buy you some a ton of different flavors. There's all different types of shakers. There's merch and everything. So head on over to W.GG. Use our code Second Opinion Pro and save yourself on some amazing amazing an actual working energy drink that does not make you crash does not give you the jitters well, anything like that so definitely head on over there and check it out it's got caffeine and shit like that in it it's got it? Yeah, like natural shit so yeah. like that's the biggest thing too though is that with dubby is like uh the neurofactor uh which is trademarked so back the fuck up the neurofactor <laughs> in it <laughs> uh it's used um they use uh, a coffee bean heart. Mm, right. So it's natural caffeine that will give you, instead of giving you the crazy, like, sugar boost and right, all this, right, right. you know, all this crazy bullshit that you would usually get out of a, a monster or a Red Bull, it gives you a natural Man. focus. It really, like, the times that I've uh, I drank my, my dub sludge, there has been so many moments that I was really tired and I just felt i know this is going to sound like weird to say it but i felt like this uplift right no uh, i, can, you know I definitely understand i i haven't had caffeine in a year so i was just curious yeah i it, it's it's really really good my, kid, my kidney stones don't agree to caffeine <laughs> i think that you would like i think that you would like w what i'll do is um i got some video work and stuff planned sometime soon um i'll get some, a couple of flavors and we'll do some testing on it Sound okay. good? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, cool. Anyways, so with that being said, we got some good stuff to talk about today. Bolts, I'm putting you on the spot, man. Why? Because we're talking about uh, one of our favorite games I'm of 2022. Oh. Dying Light 2 now celebrates its one-year anniversary. Techland has kicked off, uh, a, a, kicked off the year with 30 million sales of its flagship Dying Light games. That is between Dying Light 1 and Dying Light 2. Total of 30 million units sold. Uh, but it is the first anniversary of its best-selling title, Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Which I gave a 5 out of 5. Uh, it is a great, great game. Great graphics. They have tons of stuff planned. Um, but bolts, man, that's like that's one point nine billion dollars that they've sold in those two games. That's nuts, and man. that's at sixty four ninety five, which is which is pretty much you know fifty nine ninety five around the world. Yeah, um, was tax and stuff like that. Yeah. In the United States with tax. That's one point nine billion dollars for just the games. Yeah, you know, let's not talk about DLC or anything like that. Just the games. Yeah, that's insane, bro. It is in- insane. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um. But they got goodies for everybody, Bolts. Goodies for all. They do. They do. Um, the the biggest thing I I, I like about Techland is when they, when when they make a game, uh, when they produce a game, when they release a game, they stay true to that game for yeah. as long as they possibly can. Um, you, you saw it in the first Dying Light. You know they always, they they came out with DLC. They came out with um an, an uh. The following edition with all the deal, and 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 they stayed true to it as long as 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 long as they could until of course they released Dying Light Two, and Dying Light Two is is was what was an was a 
an amazing game to watch being played at the E3 when we went. Yep. You know, we were absolutely sold on it when, it when when they released it, when they talked about it. And then, of course, we got firsthand visuals of exactly what that game was going to be. And even from that small amount of gameplay, it was just – it was sunk into our hearts. Yep. And, of course, you know, 30 million copies, you know, between the first one and the second one. So, you say 15 million each. Um, it's sunk into the hearts of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so – um, Dying Light Two, of course, is a, is 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 a one year uh, one year anniversary, um, and they're coming out with all kinds of things to celebrate it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's um, how you know just just to begin with, um, during this this anniversary celebration, you'll be able to get Dying Light Two at least fifty percent off. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be all kinds of uh, nostalgic treats and stuff like that for it. Um, if you own both Dying Light and Dying Light Two, you can. Uh, uh, there's a special treat including the the Crane Bundle. This and more gifts are available from Techland, GG, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, goodies for all. Um, let's start with. Let's see. There's a. You'll be able to get a reward. You'll be rewarded with goodies for completing community goals during the theme bloody anniversary. Um, uh, what's that? Oh, January 31st through. February 9th, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dropkick Week, uh, which is February 9th through February 13th. Players who participate in complete buddy, bloody anniversary goals will be able to get um, the items um, of the of the Rise Bundle um, for free. It is $2.99. If you don't get it for free, it is $2.99. Yep. And players who also participate and com- complete the Dropkick Weekend goal will, will be able to claim the Brecken Bundle for free, which is also two ninety nine if you don't get it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's not everything. Uh, players who turn in uh, for the anniversary stream, um, watch and participate uh, Dying Light 2 streams um, until February 7th, have a chance to score even more nostalgic swag via Twitch drops. Yep. So um, just, just, got, got just all kinds of goodies left and right. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, starting off the year strong. Uh, the first anniversary um, update containing community quested features and quality of life improvements, including community update number two, cross-gen and legend, and legend levels. Uh, with these significant updates already planned for Dying Light 2, um, fans have asked uh, what is next for the game over the coming year. Techland have outlined a new roadmap, and Techland will continue to shape plans for 23 as part of a five-year commitment to the game, which is awesome. I mean that. Yeah. I mean that's that that's sitting there. You 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 got this amazing game, this wide open world game. Zombies, expensive. You're facing off all kinds of enemies, and 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 of course throughout the game, whatever you do can update the map, update the levels, um, change the environment, and so on and so forth. But man, that's a five year commitment, man. Yeah, five year five years uh, of an open world game that you're gonna get updates without question. Yeah. And you can't ask for much more than that because cuz that right there, you know, 69, I mean 59.95 and a 5-year commitment, you're going you're 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 paying for a game. Yeah. And and you're going to get your money's worth. 100%. So, it's 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 great. It's awesome. Dying Light 2 Stay Human was is is a phenomenal game and of course you're going to get more and more and more um over the next 5 years. Yep. So, if you ain't purchased it, if you ain't played it, go do it and enjoy yourselves. Yeah. And what's really cool about it too is like as you as you play um the game, like what Bolt said, you go to Techland uh Techlandgg.com and 
link your account the way you need to link it or whatever. And you can literally just, (laughs) bro, you can literally just claim all kinds of cool ass shit. I mean, you know, how to participate, for instance, on on this one for the Winter's Tale event. It it already is gone and passed, but you had up until the 5th of January to play it. It says, uh, the the wicked infected have stolen all Christmas sweets. Naughty Bolters got extra greedy and took away people's presents. Gather around with your friends and rejoice for the season. So it says, step one, kill infected and loot them to find Christmas sweets. Uh, find uh, Baca and earn reputation points. Rank up your system. So the goal um, was to do these. Uh, your... Um, the thing that you can actually claim on the website was uh, this really cool Christmas theme mace. So now the one that is available is Bloody Anniversary. Um, the goal is to uh, dismember a limb. Um, 27 limbs so far. I've already claimed, I think, <clears throat> this one. Um, but then uh, another little personal or participation goal it says um, dismember one limb um, and you'll get this little bloody charm. Uh, personal goal, dismember 800 limbs. And if I dismember 800 limbs or 250 enemy limbs, I'll be able to get a um, really high-powered machete in the game. Um, and then the global um, goal right now is to dismember a total of 60 million enemy limbs. And right now the limbs dismembered are at 36 million. Wow. So That's if, a lot of body parts. if by the 9th of February, we're able to, the community is able to reach up to that point, you'll get this really cool volt or, uh, or, um, you'll get this really cool, uh, mass that is themed around one of the um, infected. So, so that's that seven days need twenty one million limbs. That's three million limbs a day. Yeah, right. I think that's right. Well, how many? However many players that are out there right now, we should get this done. Okay, <laughs> so let's get on. It's not an impossible task, it's guys. Not impossible, but yeah. So the big thing here is all the crazy shit that they have planned for this game. The update of you know 1.90 uh, has come uh, and has super increased this game's playability. Um, like what Bolt said, there's all different types of uh, goodies um, planned for it. They have new DLC coming available in the newest update. Uh, this gives Bolts another reason to download it. Um, the quality of life improvements have, uh, been updated community update. Number two, cross gen and legend levels with this significant update already planned for dying light Two fans, uh, may ask what's next for the game, blah, blah, blah. Like what bolt said five year commitment. Yeah. Okay. A five year commitment. That is, this is talking about a game. That is going to have the same exact commitment the Dying Light 1 had mm-hmm. while they're making their other unannounced AAA title that they're working on now. They're, they're having a five-year commitment on this game for DLC, for all different types of stuff. And, bro, right out the gate, whenever I downloaded it the other day, I got all this badass, cool new swag and shit for the, for the character. I got new weapons that, like instantaneously kill some of these high level 
zombies and stuff yeah. that I'm going against. So and 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 just just as we're talking about this new 1.9 update and stuff like that, there's a few things that that they want to highlight. Um, players can now experience more immersive and frightening audio during night chases. Yeah. So you're going to get some different audio. Cutscenes can now be skipped. Um, if you're all about that, hazmat biters won't explode instantly when you hit them with the weapon using fire electric mods. Uh, players now can determine any amount of crafted items, not only one, one or all. Well, that's good. Players can now instantly kill grabbing biters with the stab kill upgrade. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, rare trophies will now drop, uh, more often than, uh, from affected, uh, newly, um, added apparel pilgrim outfit. I wonder what that's going to look like. <laughs> Granted, at the beginning of the game, ability to dodge when looking up, um, improved world textures, so on and so forth, lower biter, grabbing fre- uh, frequency, and new one-handed axe animations. That's just some of the stuff that they wanted to highlight as far as what's coming. Yeah. So, And, of All course, there's a bunch of, of you know, you know, game updates. There's a ton of that stuff. Gameplay, technical updates. They got all that jazz. You want to go look it up, read it. By all means, have it. Enjoy yourself. But as far as the highlights of what they wanted to let you know, that stuff is coming. So, that's well, good. my biggest thing is cross gen for Xbox and Absolutely. PlayStation. Absolutely, um, they finally have cross uh, cross gen for Xbox and PlayStation. Team up with whatever survivors you want to. Me and Bolts have talked about doing this since the launch of the game. Um, I hope. If he gets a chance to download it's it. It's already downloaded. I've never undownloaded okay, it. Okay, good. We got to play, bro. We Absolutely. have to play this game. Gameplay corner. Yes. No question. Um, that's probably going to be a new gameplay corner. One of these days in the in the coming week uh, week or days or whatever, Yep. we're going to get on there and we're going to play some Dying Light 2 Save Human. Uh, stay Human. Save Human. Save Humanity. Okay? Save it from yourself. <laughs> But it's just it's just awesome, bro. It's just so so awesome that they're constantly doing this. They're constantly coming out with these events. Um, I mean, it's really really great. Um, and like just bro, like right there, I'm going through here and I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, okay, what's available? What's something that you can download? What's something that hasn't been claimed yet for for me? Because I I've, I haven't been on the Techland game gamers and goodies site in a while. I'm going on here looking. There's all I got four of them that I just claimed, um, and one of the ones that I just claimed was the crane bundle. There you go. So I got the outfit, the weapon, uh, the paraglider, and it and looks like crane is back and better than ever. Um, but the other day I got on there and I had the stay human outfit, I had the legendary outfit, I had all this other stuff, and I I guess originally when I got the game I didn't ever download. Like when I got the review version of the game, I did have some issues with the. Um, I got the ultimate version of the game for review, right? And but I had some issues. I remember whenever I downloaded it, um, it wasn't registering properly, and it was because I was playing the game like I think I was playing it like two weeks early, mm. um, or or somewhere around there. So there were some issues with that. But with that being said, um, I, I'm I've really enjoyed my time so far getting back into it and and just just having fun bro just having like a shit ton of fun like it is it has been so much fun playing back through this game and i know for a fact it's going to be even more fun having my boy bolts play the game with me absolutely man um i can't wait i cannot wait so anyways 
Big shout outs to Techland, man. I mean, you know, I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, one year anniversary of the game, and it's just like you're hitting it out of the park, man. Keeping the fans happy. Hitting it out of the park, okay? So, anyways, something uh, just kind of a quick hit for me to fanboy over. They're about to announce some new Metal Gear shit. <laughs> and I'm going to lose my fucking cool, okay? Platinum Games is teasing something for Metal Gear Rising's 10th anniversary. I'm, bro, I, I can't even say it without <laughs> freaking out while I'm saying it. It is bonkers that there is a possibility that we are hopefully going to get some some type of news. I'm going to tell you, I just, I don't know, man. Okay, it says right here, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which was based on Raiden, and it was done by um, Platinum Games, and I will say this. It is definitely one of the funnest Metal Gear titles to ever come out and has one of the best soundtracks yes. of all time. Yes, it does. You could go on Spotify and click on Metal Gear Rising soundtrack or whatever else and listen to that. I'm telling you, I could listen to it all day. It's some badass motherfucking music. But it says on February 21st, 2023, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance will celebrate its 10th anniversary since its release. On the day of the event, we will unveil Metal MGR anniversary art on Platinum Games' official Twitter page to commemorate the 10th anniversary, dot, 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 so don't miss it. So, I'm hoping it's not just, I'm hoping it's not just, hey, here's some art that we never got around to showing you, but I will tell you this, um, Quentin Flynn, uh, who... Um, voiced Raiden was on Twitter a while back and had tweeted out to someone on Twitter and was like, big things coming. But January 17th of 2023, he tweeted out, said, stay tuned for things to be announced in the coming weeks. Winky face. So, oh, bro, please, God. Please, Lord. Even if it's, bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> Going to the almighties, huh? Even if it is Quentin and Platinum Games and stuff, and they're coming out and they were like, hey, you know what? You know, we really love this game. We don't have a lot planned for it, but we thought that we could build it from the ground up for next gen. I'm, I'm, bro, it'd be a day one fucking buy for me. Well, yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a day negative three. You'd be trying to download it whenever it's not even ready to buy. No, not even a question. <laughs> not a question. But this is the big thing. It has been years, years since, um, since we had a normal Metal Gear title release. Now, Metal Gear Solid Five did come out at the time that yeah, it but, did. Yeah, Metal Gear Survive came out. You know we don't fucking talk about that game on this podcast, okay? You know we don't. Oh, my God. It's really weird, though, to think this, bro. It's been eight years since Metal Gear Solid Five came out. What? Yeah. Eight years? It came out in 2015? 
I, you know, the, the sad part about it is, and, and I, I don't play it. I didn't, I didn't dive into Metal Gear like you do. Um, I played, I, I played the games, but I don't know like the whole story. I didn't play five. I played four. I didn't play five. Yeah. Um, and and of course, my where where do they go? I don't know where they go from. This five. is uh, this is what I would I would think. This is what I would like as a fan. First off, okay, Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, there's a lot of really good aspects about that game. You can tell that there was um, it was rushed because Konami wanted the game out at a certain time. Kojima wanted to push it back until 2016, I think, um, because he. There's even um, moments in the game that were completely left out. There was supposed to be like a really large battle between. Um, there was supposed to be a really large battle at the end of the game to where you fight uh, Liquid Snake in um, in the original version of Metal Gear Rex, which is, is okay. like a prototype version of Metal Gear right. Rex. Gotcha. Um, but. It, it, the biggest thing was that Metal Gear Solid 5, um, Metal Gear Solid 5 was somewhat of a confusing game for a lot of people because I will tell you this if you still haven't played it, um, if you still haven't played it, it did get very confusing because uh, basically you find out at the end of the game that you find out at the end of the game that you weren't actually a big boss the whole time that you played it. You talk about the fifth one? Yeah, okay. and five. You find out that you technically weren't big boss, that you were... Um, you were basically his body double. Okay. You know, um, and, and it was just some crazy shit that, that was happening in, in the game. It's a very, um, it's a very, very, um, confusing end to what I think was one of the better, um, gameplay wise, one of the better metal gear solid titles mm-hmm. come out. Um, but it was just too much all at once, and you could tell as I like I could tell as I was playing it that like man the gameplay was great the graphics were beautiful, um, but it felt like everything was crammed in too much gotcha. and it was rushed. I got you. You know I what I'm you. saying? Um, but that was also at the same time that Hideo Kojima and Konami were having their falling out. Um, so. Like I said, the big twist in it, and this is from Game Rant, the narrative hook involves a bizarre opening chapter and how it relates to the main character. The end of the game clarifies the protagonist's true identity. A nurse who was on Big Boss's helicopter when it crashed, but most uh, but most already figured it out in the game's heavy-handed foreshadowing. The idea of strongly implying something to so uh, something so unbelievable only for it to be true is clever, but it rubbed many the wrong way because it was so obvious. The final reveal was fairly underwhelming. Um, so that's what it was. Is like you know you're you think you're big boss and all this other stuff, and then come to find out you had like a face transplant. 
you know, or facial reconstructive surgery to make you look like Big Boss. And all, it was just nuts. I mean, it was yeah. like... It was a lot. It was a lot. A lot in a small like, package. You know, it was already usually in Metal Gear games. Like, there was a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. But then, like, when that came in, I was like, what the fuck? Wait a second. Hold up. You know, because there's already... I mean, in the original series, there's, you know, clones of Big Boss. You know, the Lale Lule Lo, the big system that's set up. You know, there's all this controversy. There's all these secret organizations and and whatever. You know... I think where Konami could be successful with the Metal Gear Solid series is starting is not starting over, but starting fresh. In 1987, the first Metal Gear Solid title came out. Right. Okay. And you played Solid Snake. All right. So you played Solid Snake. Your boss was Big Boss, and then you had Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Two, Solid Snake, and then it led on from there. If they could re redo those games uh, with that story, with the graphics and all this other stuff now, bring back David Hayter as Solid Snake, as a young snake and all this other stuff, I'd be down to play it. I'd totally be down. There's still all these rumors, uh, constant rumor mill saying that Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear Solid, um, you know, won. Or Metal Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation is being remade from the ground up and all this. I'm not going to believe any of that shit until I see definitive proof. But I will tell you to get back on topic. If it is true that in at the end of this month there is going to be an event and they're going to announce <coughs> either a remake of um, Metal Gear uh, Rising Revengeance or Metal Gear Rising Two something, yeah. I'll lose it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know you will. Yeah, I will totally lose it. I'm down for more fast-paced ninja fights with Raiden. When they took that big turn in Metal Gear Solid 4, mm-hmm. and they made they took Raiden from this like wimpy-ass guy that he was in Metal Gear Solid 2 to this crazy new version of the cyborg ninja that, w- that was always a big deal in Metal Gear Solid 1 with Gray Fox... If they turn turn uh, Raiden into just like any game that he's ever in, he's gonna be this badass fucking ninja. Right, I'm down, bro. And I mean, they they've had him pop up in in uh, a few little things here and there. They had him pop up in the PlayStation version of Super Smash Bros. called PlayStation All Stars. Yes, they did. Um, and which I'm down for PlayStation to make another one of those too. But whatever, it's never gonna happen. Uh, I can fucking dream. <laughs> um, but yeah, back on basis, Platinum Games is teasing some shit, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna fucking fanboy if if it actually fucking happens. I will lose my shit. I'll call Bolts at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> if I if I find that shit out. I'm like, damn it! He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> Baxter, Baxter, they kicked Baxter. They kicked him off the bridge. Uh, <laughs> the best scene slow down ron i can't understand you he's like what did you say or he goes he's like what what did you say he's like oh so funny classic anyways all right so before we end this episode we got the head-to-head we debate the age-old battle is call of duty better than battlefield the cells will tell you yes 
The, the sales will tell you yes. <laughs> That's the end of the debate. Okay. We're not, we really don't have anything else to say. Um, no. So as time has gone on, we have seen call of duty dominate the first person shooter genre on a constant basis with Warzone 2.0 now out with constant updates coming. They have a lot of things, uh, down the path of season two. Um, that is going to be really great for players. They're fixing a lot of UI. They're uh, fixing global uh, audio issues for PC players. Crashes and stability, which is one of the biggest things. And I'm going to tell you this. This is such a small, minute thing. But it means so much. Experience. Okay. Play again feature in Battle Royale. It was... It, it's... It, I was so shocked to not see it, but in 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 Warzone One, if you lost in Warzone, if you're playing in solos or whatever else, or you're teamed up with a squad, right. you can easily just go down, click play again, and then it just loads you right back in into another match. It has not been a feature on Warzone Two since it launched, and it drives me fucking nuts. If you die, you have to go all the way back to the fucking lobby. Right. And then click back shit again and then go back in. It's such a stupid, stupid thing to get mad about. But you can't help it because you're like, what the fuck did they do? Why did? Why is that not here? <laughs> um, but then one of the biggest updates, too, is Warzone 2.0 introduced a new gulag to where you had two versus two. A lot of the community came out and they were like, listen, you got two versus two. You got this motherfucking jailer coming down, shooting at us constantly. It was a cool concept, but it doesn't work. There's a lot of times you end up getting in there with two versus two and your teammate is just fucking stagnant. He's just standing there. He's not helping you at yeah. all. Gulags are switching back to one versus one. One versus one uh, gulag will be returning with the launch of season two. With this change, players will see a return to the original Warzone overtime mechanics. The domination-style flag control point system uh, uh, in place of the Jailer. So instead of the Jailer coming down and, and everybody having the possible chance of you trusting people to kill the Jailer, you now have the ability of doing what you used to do and having the domination-style flag that's in the middle of it and being able to go over there and control the point. Okay, so um, this is a really, really big change that I think is going to really help a lot of people. Uh, the cash economy system is changing. Now all the ground loot is going to be $800. Registers will be $500 instead of the $100 that was in there previously. Um, it says as well, in addition to this uh, change, cash will be acquired via ground loot containers White storage hold supply boxes through Almazra, but you can no longer or but can no longer be found in basic and legendary supply boxes. So if you want cash, you have to loot it on the ground, loot it in containers um, or find it out and about. But like a basic supply box will not push out cash any longer, um, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, the loot and inventory system is switching. Um, you will be dropping in now with, uh, three plates. There's no more medium and large backpacks. Everybody's going to have the same exact backpack. So no more stacking like previously. So one of the biggest things that 
was great, but also was irritating. It was always good. Like there was one match that I got into Warzone, and I like every every either medical box that I hit or mirror that I hit. There was a self revive, so I had like four self revives, and then I had like three um, three kill streaks. Yeah, and um, and then on me outside of what was in my backpack, I had a shit ton of plates. You know. But that's what's been happening is all these people have been just going around looting, looting, looting. And some of these people will have like plates for days. Yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, how is this motherfucker, like, how have I not killed him yet? It's because he has seven self-revives and 100 plates, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, but that is changing. Um, as I said, too, the three-plate vest, it's something that everyone will drop into Warzone with now. Uh, it says movement. Um, we have made improve uh, important tweaks to movement that should yield better outcomes for players in combat. Starting with season two, players will be able to bust through doors while plating, which is awesome because um, you can't do that previously. Uh, buy stations, strongholds, all kinds of shit has, has been fixed. The enemy tuning and DMZ is getting fixed. Thank fucking God. <laughs> Bolts knows about that. The <laughs> motherfuckers are like... Damn, uh, like T two Terminators, <laughs> still Team Six out there rolling. Yes, um, perk balancing and weapon balancing is coming to uh, multiplayer. Um, hardcore is coming back. Um, all just all kinds of fucking shit. There's a ton of stuff coming. One of the biggest things too that was just recently announced for Call of Duty was the announcement of Asakai uh, Island, um, which is the new Resurgence map for Season 2. It's going to be free for everybody. Resurgence is fully back. The map looks really, really cool. Um, and uh, I'm very excited. It's got this, like, uh, I, I don't know the exact location. Uh, Asakai Island, um, also known as Isle of the Sea Lions. Um, it says that it is located dis disclosed location somewhere in the Asian Pacific region. Um, but it is uh, season two is going to be really great with these uh, these new implementations. Now, something that I downloaded recently um, that is the counterpart or the mirror opposite of um, Call of Duty. Uh, is, of course, Battlefield 2042. Um, so they have... Battlefield originally had a pretty rocky start out the bat. Uh, had a lot of different stuff, uh, issues. Um, I uh, have still been pretty vocal about how I felt about the DLC um, and the seasons. Usually the seasons just bring... Um, minute changes um season three the most recent season battle of uh norvik uh it says that it came with a a, a new map which is a spearhead came with a new specialist uh came with new hardware which is really really cool the custom technology or whatever comes with it says try out the rosha uh Roshek mk4 which is an electromagnetic force uh, to launch projectiles uh, at uh, precision speed. Um, it's a new add-on or whatever. There's like rail guns and shit. And then, of course, the new vehicle 
um, that it has been uh, introduced is a fucking tank with a rail gun. Listen, like I said before, if it's <laughs> if it's called the Mammoth from Command and Conquer, it's going to be great. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's called the M uh, the EMK V90 Tour. Yeah, well, this tank uh, is has uh, the capability of shifting into two modes. Mobility mode, you and passengers will be able to move swiftly across the landscapes, unleashing destruction with your turrets. Um, and the siege mode, uh, it lets you slow down to a crawl, lower suspension. Yes, adding- listen, it's the fucking mammoth tank. That's what it is <laughs> because it's exactly what you do. Like like when you're playing like Command and Conquer, for instance, Command and Conquer, Tiberian Wars, yeah. you have you have a tank where you can upgrade everything you want on it. Okay, yeah. you, you upgrade it to the real gun, and what you do is you set it out to the outskirts of your base because you can't really build walls. Yeah, so you have to have a you have to have a perimeter. So you have like a mammoth tank and siege mode. Where it has the furthest line of sight, it can yeah. reach anything on the first, and then you have a pillbox with some some rifle guys, and then you have a siege <laughs> tank, and then a pillbox, a siege tank. That's what the fuck it is. That's fucking great. Well, that's it's awesome, a, and it's a really cool add-on. Um, and they siege mode. That's what I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool add-on, and I, I mean, this is my thing. Okay, so here's my comparisons right now. All right, so as per DLC. I do think I have to give the tip the hat to Call of Duty. Um, they're constantly with each season. They're coming out with multiple maps for the multiplayer mode. They're coming out with all these new upgrades and and crazy shit for Warzone. Mm-hmm. All new shit in the store on a constant basis. Oh yeah. Um, you know there is no zombie mode, but there is teases that for Warzone and for <clears throat> multiplayer they're going to have some type of zombie thing or whatever um so there's always this stuff with with battlefield 2042 it started out with the lack of does does battlefield do they have like a battle pass system just curious yes do they uh the guy that actually does that that moved to ea from activision is the one that created the battle pass system for Activision. Right, I got you. So got he you. brought in the implementation of a battle pass, and with the battle pass, um, it, it's really great. Uh, it comes with, um, you know, free stuff as well. But then also, as you're upgrading, uh, I have the premium battle pass. So with the premium battle pass, you get you know battle pass point or battle pass points and all this other stuff. Yeah. You can get really cool stuff. The premium rewards come with some great-looking um, cosmetics uh, for your characters, for your vehicles, and for your weapons. Um, so, uh, But I will say this. Um, Battlefield, like I said, started out in the lack of instead of, you know, hey, like they were like, hey, this really cool concept. We're not going to have a story mode, but we're going to have, you know, it's all going to be multiplayer based and all this other stuff. They didn't have voice chat. They didn't have scoreboard. They took away the class system. You know, it was a lot of stuff that they took away from yeah. it to add yeah. all this new shit. Well, now, after um, a good couple of patches, they're on 3.2 now. Um, they have officially um, brought back the class systems. So assault, engineer, support, and recon uh, are the class systems. And... Though it seems like a really small thing, it's a huge thing. It's a really, really huge thing because you have, um, 
it's it's much easier to figure out the the style of weapon and all that other stuff with those classes. Yes. Before it was just like a free for all. You could just like you could get your you know operators and you could just connect it however you wanted to. You can have people that were originally snipers and they have like all these engineering aspects or whatever. It was just all over the place. You know what I'm saying? It was just it didn't make sense. You know, it was just like, oh, here's a bunch of shit. Here's a bunch of weapons. Do whatever you want to with it, you know. But this it gives it more structure. So I will say, um, in the basis of Battlefield, if I'm weighing both of them, um, Warzone is really fun. I really enjoy playing Warzone. I really enjoy playing the multiplayer on Call of Duty. But I still feel like Battlefield is a really crazy next-gen experience because you got, like, these maps that are fucking massive. Yeah. I mean, these maps are literally the size of a Warzone map on these conquest modes, and you don't... It's not like Ground Wars on Call of Duty. Like, on Ground Wars on Call of Duty, it's like an area of the Warzone map and you have a bunch of players and stuff, and you go in there with tanks, and you run into a fucking stop sign, and it stops the fucking tank. Like, bro, I mean, it makes me want to fucking lose my mind every time I play Ground War on Call of Duty. I'm driving a big-ass motherfucking tank, and I can't just dozer fucking through shit. <laughs> on Battlefield, that's the fucking dice engine, bro. Like, yeah. you, you get into a tank... Whatever's in your way, you're, you're in a tank. Fucking rolling over that bitch. <laughs> I mean, the the destructible environments, the dynamic, crazy ass fucking weather. I was playing in the the um, the new, one of the newest maps in Exodus earlier, and uh, or Escalation. I'm sorry, in Escalation. Um, and uh, I was playing in some new map. Dynamic weather hit. And, like, you hear over the radio, it's like, hey, weather's about to get crazy, blah, 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 blah. You see, like, the storm, rain kind of starts hitting, and then you start seeing the rain gets a little bit heavier, and then you look up in the fucking sky, there's lightning bolts and shit, and there's a fucking tornado that forms right there in front of you and just starts destroying shit. Like, there was a fucking jet, these two jets that were having, like, dogfight in the sky. They both fucking got pulled into the tornado and just, just blew up in the sky. As you're doing that shit, like, I'm fucking running for my life, running on the ground, and there's all these vehicles driving past me. I jump into the back of a fucking um, Hummer. I'm, like, you know, laying fucking waste to these dudes in front of me. There's a tank that's over here on the hill that's fucking shooting our way. All this crazy shit. It feels like you're in a battlefield. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And let's not forget Battlefield Portal. One of the coolest fucking additions to any online multiplayer game that I have ever seen. It is a connective universe to all these previous battlefields. You can literally go into Portal. You can make your game however you want. Like, I was playing it yesterday and it's in like a battlefield uh battlefield two map or a battlefield one map uh like so it's set in like 1943 and it's germany and the enemies like the enemy team is all bunch of fucking nazis you know or whatever right. you know but then the team that i was on it's a bunch of futuristic motherfucking dudes. So, like, <laughs> their team has all the old school shit. They've got the fucking tanks from the World War right, II and right. the Jeeps. 
our team has got the other shit, you know, and it's just, it's fucking nuts. I, it's nuts. You know, hmm. I mean, it was really, really crazy. Like, that is, um, that is crazy. It, it is, man. And it's just, there's so much shit. Like, it really makes you feel as you're playing the game that you, that you're in a war zone. Like mm. in in Call of Duty, um, it feels it like in 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 Warzone, it feels like it's just more of a competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, one hundred percent. I got to get to number one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? In Battlefield 2042, when you play conquest mode in these large ass fucking maps, you have goals that you're that you're going for. You're trying to take over the map as much as possible. You're working with teams. Um, you know, I was on the top of this fucking building um, on one of the original maps. I, I don't remember the name, so don't hate me for it. But I jumped off the top of this building because I saw the smoke and shit coming up, and I forgot there's a this area of the map. There's a fucking rocket that's about to launch, and if you're in this area, that the steam and jet fuel right. and all that shit will burn you up. So I jump off the top of this building, fly all the way the fuck down with my fucking squirrel suit, land on the ground and tumble. And I turn around right whenever I turn around, that fucking rocket just takes off and it just, the fucking whole area over there is just smoked out. Anybody in that area can't see their hands in front of their face. So it's just, I mean, it's just craziness. And it like, it really does feel like a, as you're playing, it feels like a war zone, but it feels like a fucking cinematic experience. Yeah, I got you. Like, it really engrosses you into it. So, um, I would say that, I don't know about you, I know you don't play a lot of Battlefield or anything, um, but I would say this. I would say that I think that if Battlefield would have launched the game in the in the... The, um, the the matter that it's in now the matter that it's in now yeah. at launch day it could easily be it could easily be uh, a call of duty overtaker no question you know um that's the crazy thing about some of these ea games though is that they have such a big basis they have such a big basis that even though the game will come out and it doesn't have the best launch there's still tons of fans that will play it. Mm -hmm. So with, with even with fucking Star Wars Battlefront two or Battlefront one, you know, like I hadn't played Star Wars Battlefront in forever, and I jumped on Battlefront two a couple like two months ago. There was a shit ton of people still in there playing mm -hmm. it. It's because of these. It's this graphical wonder of a game. Like every time you go into a fucking level, it looks like photorealistic. Yeah, you know. So um, the diehards carry it, man. They, they really, really do. do, honestly. Um, but I will say this about Call of Duty: what Call of Duty has over Battlefield is just straight content, bro. Like the diehards of Battlefield will always play Battlefield. Um, they will. EA will make their money. Um, you're going to get content that's going to come out on these season passes or these updates or whatever. That's these graphics and new weapons and new vehicles and like one to two levels at a time or whatever else. And people are going to still love it and they're going to play it. But call of duty with its consistency on building a basis around content driven worlds 
um, they are very much like Epic Games in that perspective. There's never a time that when a new season is coming about that it's just like, oh, well, here's a new map. And that's and you get a new vehicle. It's like, hey, here's six or here's three new maps for multiplayer. Here's um, seven new operators. Here's this. Here's that. Even this, bro. It's just now season two. And they heard enough people talking about resurgence. They're like, okay, well, on the 15th, we're going to drop a new resurgence map. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's always a possibility that within a year, we could have another Warzone map. You know, we can have all kinds of stuff uh, lined out. So content-wise, I still think the Call of Duty has the upper hand. You know, Um, I I will say this for you, Bolts. with modern warfare i i feel that i haven't seen you or i haven't heard you talk about playing this much call of duty since um since world war ii um and th- and that's true and and it's not necessary because i because I, I enjoy the game don't get don't get it don't get shit twisted i enjoy it um and you you know the whole the whole camo grind grinding because because at this point that's all you're really doing yeah um, there's no, there's no rhyme, no, no way around it. You yeah. know, you've played the game enough to the point where you're like, okay, what can I do? What can, yeah. what, 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 what weapon can I make diamond it's, it's, here? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I will never, never get that far by no, any bro. means. Um, because I'm just, I, that's not my, that's I'm not right my there goal. with you, bro. Everybody's like, I got to get that Orion or whatever that. Yeah. Like D one. right. Like he, he, every time he jumps into the game, he's like, man, I got my, got my weapon ethereal or, yeah, you know, or some shit. Like I'm like, what the fuck is that? He's like, Oh, it's his skin, bro. Like you ain't got no golden weapons. I'm like, no, <laughs> I think I have, I have a few assault. I have, I think my assault rifles are all gold and platinum and that's it. I'm not worried and, about that. And, and that's just because at that point in time. That was all I, you know, I was playing team deathmatch and that's what I was playing. Yeah. You know? So, um, I, I will say this. I know at, at this point in time where I know most everybody's waiting for season two. So of course everybody's, most of everybody's got that 250 level max already. Yeah. Um, I think I'm at 220. <clears throat> I think I'm like at 186 or some shit like yeah. that. And that's just cause I strictly play team deathmatch. I don't play a lot of anything else. Um, but it's, it's, it's getting to that point. And of course, Seasons two is coming out, and we're fixing to get new content, new maps, new guns, all that, new battle pass, and all that jazz. Yeah. But at this point, like at the at the beginning of December or whatever, towards the end of December, it's getting to that point. It's like, all right, we need we need something we need something else, yeah. you know, because it, it it is getting to that to that law factor where you're like, all right, all right, Kim Kimo grinding the LMGs now, so yeah, that's that's you know, and it's and it's the the cycling of the maps is getting a little, you know, it's just it's getting to the point where everything's getting a little tiresome, and and with season two coming around the corner, um, it'll pick back up. But yeah, yeah, no, I I enjoy I enjoy Modern Warfare two, um, I, I enjoy the gameplay. Um, of course, you know, of course, with the season two and stuff like that, they're bringing back gun game. Yeah. Um, a few of the party games, of course, they're not bringing back prop hunt yet. Which, I, Bolts, uh, me and Bolts jokingly talk about that all the time, but like honestly, it's it's some of the funnest stuff to prop do. Prop hunt man. should already be in the game. It should have never left. Yeah, it should. Um, never left. You know, when it came out with, um, you know, World War Two, and it came out with Cold War, and 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 the first Modern Warfare. I mean, it's it's a hit. Yeah. It's great. It's great to be a bucket and watch people run around you. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, now I will tell you, I will say this, Bolts. Okay. Just hear me out. I'm hearing All it. Right. 
I really, really love for you to at least try to play Battlefield 2042. With I, I will. I will. Because it is on it. Game Pass. I mean, I, it's it through EA Play. But still, yeah. I'll download and see what's up. Because um, I'm telling you, man, uh, that's the biggest thing about the game is that it's just visually fucking stunning. I mean, it is stunning, bro. Yeah. Stunning! Stunning, yeah. So I, I think what we can say here is that it's still... It's still has that very thick line of they're two different games. You know, I, 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 I always try to compare them cause they're the two big heavy hitters. And they, in they first are person and, and, and battlefield 24 I mean, it really didn't have like the multiplayer games that call of duty has. Yeah. Like it now it has like team Deathmatch and rush and it's got all these, it's got multiplayer versions of that outside of it just being conquest. Yeah. It's got team deathmatch. It has okay. rush. Okay. And then one of the, like I've, I'll say it again. Portal is what made the game for me. Portal. I honestly feel still to this day can be the future of battlefield games. The fact that they have, if they come out with another battlefield, it needs to have portal availability right you know and you could jump back in and out between all these different it has to it's got to man no question um but one of the biggest things like what you said is battlefield uh, has its big basis Mm -hmm. there will always be players that are going to play every battlefield game that comes out um call of duty has its big basis but what Call of Duty has over Battlefield is mark marketability. Yes, you know what I'm saying. One hundred percent. Like it, 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 especially the way they're moving now with Call of Duty. It's like Call of Duty's like kind of, um, uh, kind of reaching to the um, Fortnite fan base. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All these kids that played Fortnite for the longest time. And love Fortnite. They're still kind. Of, they're reaching out to him like, "Hey, we got some cool content too. You can come over here." Battlefield can't really do that. Battlefield is one of those games that it, that is more directed to like older adults. Right. You know what I'm saying? That right. want to play a uh, a really fantastic first person shooter and and it, it not really be bullshit. I remember when they brought out the Santa Claus skin for one of the operators when the game first came out. Bro, it was like fucking doomsday on fucking Twitter. Like <laughs> all these guys that were big Battlefield fans, like, what the fuck is this Santa Claus shit? Like, it's be it's becoming just like Call of Duty. And it was just like I mean, quicker than quick, it was gone, bro. Yeah. It was gone. But um, yeah, I think it's a line in the sand, dude. I think that both of these games are both great first-person shooter experiences and it really just depends on the type of gamer that you are mm-hmm. that you know you have to figure out where you're going to go which one you're going to play um and eventually if this activision deal goes through you'll be able to play both of them on game pass so yep <laughs> anyways guys that is episode what did i say earlier two <laughs> 234 Episode 344 of the Second Opinion Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to check us out at Cineleaks.com. For some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news, great content and great content creators, right over at Cineleaks. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace. Was that fun? Yeah. That was fun. 
This was another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Check out the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and Cinelinks.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast, for tons of gaming content coming soon. 